Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I am your host, Melinda, and here with me today I have the lovely Julie. Say hi. Hi. We are going to have so much fun on this episode today. We are going to talk about everybody's famous train, favorite famous train wreck. (laughs) Oh God, you called her everyone's favorite train. Freudian slip? I don't know. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I just can't talk today. (laughs) Leave Britney alone. (laughs) It's Britney, bitch. Yes, the Framing Britney documentary, which was so good. I loved it. I didn't know it was possible for me to hate her dad more, but I do. And I know you have uh, some some thoughts on that yourself. Yeah. So that was the first thing that I was going to ask you is like, what was your opinion on Britney and this whole thing before you started watching this documentary? Okay. So Britney Spears was my first concert and I had backstage passes. So I got to meet her. um, (laughs) So jealous. Back in the like original hit me baby one more time days uh, yes. with the big microphone and yeah so yeah. I have this like I don't know some kind of emotional attachment to Britney and I really don't like her more current music but as somebody who struggles with mental health issues I see it in her eyes and mm-hmm. I just want to give her a hug but I also don't think it's a hundred percent her mental health issues. I think there's a lot of it that is trauma based. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my opinion. So I, I believe that there's definitely some mental illness at work. Um, I think that a lot of fans and like Britney enthusiasts, they think they know the whole story, but nobody knows the whole story except for whoever's on the inside of this. Um, and but then again, I also believe like if she's capable of performing in several wor- world tours, Las Vegas residencies, like she probably shouldn't be deemed incompetent to make her own decisions. So like I my uh, my original opinion before seeing the documentary is maybe she just needs like a really great trustworthy team of like financial advisors, an assistant who really cares about her, like Felicia. I could not believe Felicia is not even her assistant anymore. Like, maybe she just needs a really good team that cares about her instead of this conservatorship. That's my initial That's what I it. think. I think the conservatorship is just forcing her into a box, which is what caused her to break in the first place. So they're keeping her broken. And it just it's makes really me sad. sad. Like, she's got no control over her own life. And that would make me have a complete nervous breakdown, oh, too. Oh, I can't imagine. And for 12 years or however many years this is going on, I can't even imagine. It's awful. Like, she literally is not allowed to drive to, like, a fast food restaurant. I remember her dad, like, put her in mental health rehab because she literally went to, like, I don't know, checkers or mcdonald's or like somewhere i remember seeing that picture and she got in so much trouble for that and that's just bullshit 
Yeah, well, let's get into it. So I've got pretty extensive notes, so let's go through it. Um, so the beginning of the documentary, we go to Felicia's home in Mississippi. Um, she's going through a bunch of letters that she herself received. They're like fan letters for her from fans. And she's got tons of Britney Awards and memorabilia all over her home. And I was shocked, again, to find out that Felicia is no longer her assistant. Everyone know, knows crazy. who... Fe- any Britney fan knows who Felicia is. Like, they Absolutely. were always together. She was in all the documentaries. You could just tell that she absolutely loved and cared about Britney. It's heartbreaking to know that she's not really, doesn't seem like she's part of her life anymore. It's it's very sad. And you can see the pain in Felicia's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, how much she misses. I just can't talk today. Mrs. Britney. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drinking it, water, guys. I'm drinking water. <laughs> well, and they they sit down with her and do like an interview. And the one of the first things she says is that she doesn't understand what a conservatorship is, which girl, same. We're all kind of like baffled by this. Um, she's known Britney since she was five years old. I did not know that. I knew that she had been with Britney as her assistant forever, but I didn't know she's like a, an old family friend that knows the whole family and that's how she got involved in the first place. I didn't either, but it t- totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it even worse that she's just like, well, not part of her life. I don't know anymore. what's going on anymore, but so sad. It's really she, upsetting. Um, she said she agreed to do the interview to remind people why we fell in love with Britney in the first place. And she did an excellent job of that. This um, this documentary really brought me back to those feelings of seeing Britney for the first time, of the beginning of her career. It was really magical. It was really special to see all that footage and the documentaries and stuff. But it's also very heartbreaking to see it kind of fall apart. At the same time. Yeah, it really is. Like the the glow in her eyes just slowly goes out. It's just like <sighs> she's just a shell. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. Um, they show a clip of Star Search, which I used to watch religiously as a child. Did you watch Star Search when you were little? Uh, you know, I think maybe every now and then, but I was not a big Star Search watcher. I also live with my grandparents, though, so we watched a lot of, like, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune and, you know, like, those types of shows. Golden (laughs) Girls? No, that was too racy for my grandmother, but I had secretly watched the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls. I got Vanessa into it. She's watched the whole series, like, by herself. (laughs) I mean, I literally named my first child after my favorite Golden Girls, so. Uh, Charlotte Rose... Oh, Rose's husband's oh. name was Charlie, and I oh. wanted a little girl named Charlie, so I named her Charlotte Rose. I love that so much. So I, I have a Golden was... Girl and a Gilmore Girl. Have you watched um, Designing Women? No. What is that? Oh, it's another like '80s sitcom. Of it's wonderful. It's like Delta Burke and Jean Smart and all these amazing women and their interior designers in the '80s. It's so. Great. It's on Hulu. You should watch it. It's very funny and I love it. It's kind of the same. That sounds fun. It's the same like vein as Golden Girls, I guess. The four women that are like best friends. It's really great. Um, You should watch it. But so. um, Oh, so I mean, the point of bringing this up is that Ed McMahon asked if she has a boyfriend. 
Um, and so people are kind of like, why do they always ask like the little girls if they have boyfriends? I don't know. That didn't bother me so much. It's like, what do you say to a, a 10 year old? Like, oh, you're so pretty. Do you have a boyfriend? Like, I, what else are you going to say? I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I definitely had those conversations a lot. Yeah. Like when I was a kid. And I mean, like at church, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, and I, you know, I, I still say that now without even thinking about it, like when I was still working in nursing homes, I'd be like, oh, it's okay. You can be my boyfriend to like this 90-year-old man. Yeah. And now like looking at it, we're in such an era where everybody is really re-examining a lot of like cultural norms and i'm like okay yeah that can be weird i think if he had stopped after he said do you have a boyfriend and not like related it back to himself then it wouldn't have been so weird but it's like you know maybe we shouldn't say that to kids now creepy i didn't find it creepy because ed mcmahon was just like everybody's grandpa no i agree yeah, so I, I'm honestly, it's the least offensive thing that happened in this documentary, but that's kind of a good start for it, I guess. Um, I did notice that Brittany, at this age, when she's on Star Search, looks exactly like her mother. Like she does. Whoa, the I mean, it's crazy. Um, and they're showing clips of like her on Mickey Mouse Club as a kid, which made me so happy. Did you watch that as a kid, or was oh, that I loved a little the Mickey bit Mouse before? Club. I mean, like, I think it was probably just, like, a smidge before my time because I was born in 1990. But I do remember watching, like, the Mickey Mouse Club, I think, towards the end of when it was on and then watching reruns of it. Um, Yeah. And they played reruns of Mickey Mouse Club for, like, a long time, Mm -hmm. especially, like, in the early morning hours. Um, They would play reruns of that, and I really liked it. And surprisingly, it was only on for two or three seasons. It was so short-lived, and it was such a great show. I wanted to be on the Mickey Mouse Club so bad. It was just so fun to watch. Um, and it's so fun to watch her and, like, Justin Timberlake and who Ryan else? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling Ryan was Gosling. on there. Did you um, know that Justin Timberlake's mom had to take custody of Ryan Gosling for him to be able to stay down there? I did not know Because he was that. from Canada. Yeah. So he like lived with them. He was almost in in sync. Can you imagine? A- wow. That's crazy. Um, but who else was on there? Jessica Simpson. No. Yes, she was. No. Christina Aguilera. Jessica Simpson was too young. I think I remember reading That's that. That's what it was. She wanted to be on it. Book. It was Christina yeah. Aguilera. Christina Aguilera wasn't like Carrie Russell on there or something was she- like I don't know. I'm. I could be wrong about that. We might have to Google that. <laughs> don't quote me. But it was. I mean, it was like a who's who of '90s pop stars. It was actually incredible if you look back at it and you're like, "Wow, the star power on this show that came to be." It's amazing. Well, um, and I don't know if you know that was actually like the second iteration of the Mickey Mouse Club. It was actually called the New Mickey Mouse Club because mm-hmm. it was originally back on in like 1955. Right, I do remember, I remember that. My mom watching it and mm-hmm. as a kid. Well, I don't remember that, but like her telling me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Um, also, there was another show on at the same time, and I can't. It was on another network. Maybe it was ABC or Nickelodeon or something. But do you remember Kids Incorporated? Oh, I loved Kids Incorporated. I did too. I think Carrie Russell was on that one. There's there was a couple stars on that one too, but it wasn't like as big as Mickey Mouse Club. 
No, um, it was Mickey Mouse Club in the 90s. I've got it pulled up now. Carrie, Carrie Russell? Russell was on there. Who was on? Oh, Fergie. I think Fergie was on Kids Incorporated. Nikki Deloach. I don't know who that I is. I don't know who that is. Oh, she's on Grey's Anatomy. Um, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, TJ Fantini. He no didn't clue. do anything with it. He's like a dentist or something now. No. Tony Luca. He was on season two of The Voice. Uh, Dale Godboldo. He's an actor. JC Chazay. Matt Morris, who's like a, a music writer now. Uh, Mark Warden. I don't know who that is. Justin Timberlake. Where did the rest of them go? Oh, my God. Listen to the Kids Incorporated list. Fergie. Um, let's see here. There's a bunch of people I don't know. Mario Lopez was a dancer and a drummer. Um, bunch of random people. Jennifer Love Hewitt was on Kids Incorporated. Brian Friedman, Britney's choreographer, mm-hmm. was a dancer. Um, let's see. Eric Balfour, he's, uh, do you know him? If you saw his picture, that name you know sounds exactly really familiar. Yeah, if you saw his picture, you would completely know who he is because he is in a ton of stuff. Um, let's see. And there's a bunch of people I don't recognize, but I didn't realize that um, Mario Lopez was on there. That's kind of interesting. I didn't either. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, David Hasselhoff guest starred on there once. (laughs) God, that's 90s. Bless it. Yeah, there's a bunch of different dancers and stuff. But I think the difference is on Mickey Mouse Club, they would sing and dance and act. They were all like triple threats. You didn't have like, oh, here's the dancers and here's the singers. So that's pretty cool. I I did love those shows as a kid. It brought back so many memories when I see all that footage. It's really fun to watch. Um, And I also thought it was amazing to see the early photos of her and remember how bright she was. to quote, like, Dateline, she her smile lit up a room. Uh, she was just bright. She had a sparkle in her eyes. She was funny and beautiful and full of life. And it, it's so nice to see that in comparison to how we've seen her for, like, the last decade. She does seem like an empty shell of who she was. It's heartbreaking. It's really sad. And every time I watch one of her Instagram videos, I'm just like, Oh boy, like this is a serious thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, So one thing that a lot of the interviewees say is that Lynn was like a great supporter of Britney. She was always there for her and supporting her and that Jamie just like simply wasn't around. And that's what several people in this in this documentary say. He just wasn't around. Um. I don't think anybody in the documentary said like, oh, yeah, he was a great guy who was like so supportive of his daughter. And no one said that. Which is Nobody sad. had anything nice to say about him. That's true. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like the bias of the documentary or it seems to be like a general opinion on him. I don't think anyone has ever said anything nice about Jamie in the no, press. I, I really don't think it was a bias at all. I think it's just like that's just a fact. Yeah, that like I think you're right. He bounced from job to job, and he was always trying to trace a dollar. And so, like when you look at that 
in juxtaposition with what he's doing with his daughter's life now, it's like, can we not see here that like this is a problem? So did he, he was traveling a lot for work, from what I understand. Do we know what he did? They said he did a bunch of different stuff. And I can't remember now because I've slept since then. But so they said that he like had a- like a bunch of different jobs and nothing like really stuck for too long. So it seems like he wanted to be gone because like it, most jobs don't require you to travel all the time unless that's what you're looking for. If that's what you're looking for, then yeah, you can most certainly find a job like that. But how often do you get a job that requires you to be gone all the time? Yeah, Never. especially with <laughs> three kids at home. Yeah, with kids. Yeah, it changes the way you want to do things. So, I mean, that's the general idea. There's a lot of footage of Britney singing at the mall, and it gave me such a flashback of my teen years because I used to, I was with this uh, dance studio, which was originally called Putting on the Kids, and then oh, it changed yeah. to Vegas City Arts. And what was really fun about it is on Saturdays we would do and like an eight hour workshop where all the kids would learn like a one hour show. We would learn choreography. We would have solos. We would do singing. We would do all kinds of stuff. So three Saturdays out of the month, we would spend all day doing our workshop. And then on the fourth and then on the fourth Saturday of the month, the same thing. And then on the last Sunday of the month, we would go out into the community and perform our show. It was probably some of the best times of my life, but I remember performing at malls, at festivals, at carnivals, at all of this stuff like she did. And it it was so much fun that the mall stuff felt so awkward to me because you are just like in the middle of the mall singing and dancing and random people just stopping. So it was so fun to see that because I'm like, wow, I think we've all done it. We've all done that. Oh, yeah. Uh, have, have you done that too? I did as a kid. It was mostly yeah. with like my church choir, but um, we would do all that. We would go on like choir tours and uh-huh. go do all that crap. And I just remember going and like seeing other like baby bands at the mall back in the day. Yeah. We would do like the San Gennaro Festival. Uh, we would do like uh, Opportunity Village, which is an awesome. It is one of my favorite things on the planet is to go to Opportunity Village in Vegas in the winter because they decorate a magical forest mm-hmm. and they have a little train to do train rides and stuff. But the greatest thing about it is that all proceeds go to um, go to the community of Opportunity Village, which is like um, maybe people with different abilities. Okay. Um, and so it's amazing because they they all get to work there. It's awesome. It gives them an amazing opportunity to have like a job and it's truly just matters. It's amazing. So but they'll always have performers and stuff there. So we did that a bunch of times. Like it just brought back so many memories of like the mall performances. It's crazy to see Britney Spears performing in the center of a mall. It is crazy. It It is so fun to watch. So fun to watch. It was Um, cracking me up because I'm like, oh, girl. (laughs) It's awkward. And it's like you feel her awkward. Like you feel that same feeling that she probably felt like, oh, this is You can see it on her face. She's like, this is so (sighs) weird. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that feeling. (laughs) Um, So 
then they start talking about baby one more time. And I'm like, baby one more time is so iconic. I will never forget seeing that music video for the first time. That's how iconic I feel it is. Do you remember like where you were or what you were doing the first time you saw baby one more time? I do. I do. I remember it was TRL, watching TRL after school. Okay. And nice. seeing that, and it was just like, you hear this song, and it's just like, as soon as you hear that, you just are instantly like transported, and you need to dance, and you need to be extremely sassy. <laughs> like, yeah, I still, every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, it just transports me back to the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the first time that I watched it, I was in my bedroom upstairs, and the video came on um, Disney, which is actually kind of surprising to me that Disney played this as much as they did. Back in the den, though. Yeah. So, like, I remember watching it and liking it, but then I was like, eh, she's not really going to make it. <laughs> oh, my. I was like, I like this Christina Aguilera girl better, which Christina Aguilera does have a superior voice, but Britney was always a much better performer. So I think that if Britney had been allowed to sing like Britney used to sing before she became a pop star, Britney yeah. Spears actually does have a good voice. They she literally pop starred her until she didn't have a good voice anymore and like forgot how to sing. Yeah. And it just well, makes me so angry because she had that like Mississippi choir girl voice mm-hmm. that <laughs> she does have a good voice, but she's not as good as Christina Aguilera. No, Christina just, Aguilera has more range. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um I so I'll never forget that. Um so it was interesting because she really did seem to be an overnight sensation. Like Britney let the baby one more time came out and just shot to the top of the billboard charts. Pretty crazy for your first single and to be so young. Um was she 18 when that came out? I think. I think she was either 18 or 19. Okay. So it just like shot to the top. Um, insane. I can't imagine the feeling going from performing your song in the mall to like being number one on Billboard. Pretty crazy. Um, she. They said that she came home to Louisiana for Christmas once and she gave out like $100 bills to people in her hometown. That's that crazy. was crazy to me. Like she went to the bank and got $10,000 and just started handing out $100 bills for Christmas. That's amazing. That's pretty awesome. She was 16. That's see, I was I like, was you know what? Now that I think that. about this, I think she was younger than that. She was. Yeah. 16, you guys. God, I can't imagine. And what now are you, you doing? are thrust into just stardom. stardom. Like, just what were you doing when you were 16? In comparison. Working at Firehouse Subs. Hey. Like hanging out with boys. Yep. I was <laughs> waiting know? I was waiting tables at Happy Days Diner. Well, actually at 16 I had three jobs. So I was like doing a magic show. Yes, a magic show in the morning. <laughs> a mag- a breakfast magic show in the morning and then I would go wait tables at Happy Days Diner and then at night I would leave there and I would go to sing in my oldie show that I would sing in and then which was a dinner show so we had a breakfast show and a dinner show and then I would go back to the restaurant and wait tables until they closed so 
I had a busy oh, but I was also like sneaking out with my boyfriend and doing all that crazy stuff. Doing the sixteen year old stuff, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I wasn't like number one on billboard charts, that's for sure. I can't imagine. <laughs> you didn't have cameras following you every step of your life. <laughs> no, I probably would have liked that, but no, I didn't. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> Um, my note says, oh my God, that black lace dress on the VMA Awards. Woo! Iconic. Do you remember that dress? I loved that dress. And it so, was yeah, she, something. She was wearing like booty shorts and a bra underneath. It was yeah. not any more like sexy than a bathing suit. It wasn't, it was, it was more covered up than a baby bathing suit because she had lace dress on top of it. I love that dress. I think it's beautiful. Beautiful. So fun to see her in that again. Um, I would love to see her just get back to herself. Like the things that she wears in her videos like are scary. Uh, Her eyes like her makeup's never done. It's like always running. And I'm just like she if she could go back to the way that she was back in like this heyday where she still was normal. Like, I, just even in appearance, like, I think it would help her so much mentally to, like, be confident yeah. about her stuff again. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, it was kind of interesting because they made they made this, like, association between Britney, like, our interest in Britney, and then Monica Lewinsky, which I thought that was really a strange way to go about that. Like... I didn't see them as similar in any way, but I did feel very sad for Monica Lewinsky because I'm just like, she's just this young girl who's like, has an awesome job and is like probably excited about her job and is like influenced by the president of the United States of America. Like how she probably felt so flattered and she did something that, you know, was kind of dumb. Um, but you know what? We all do dumb shit in our early 20s or however old she was. And then she was, they made Crucified. her the villain. They, they made her the villain. They threw that girl on a funeral pyre and just annihilated her. And it's such bullshit. Because it's now so let's look at the people that we are like literally making entire TV shows about and praising for doing shit like way more crazy than, yeah, she, she made a, de- a dumb mistake. But again, like you said, she was an intern. She was impressed by power, which is pretty much the entire story it's of so in, normal. in working situations ever. It's so normal. patriarchy is strong. Change my mind. Uh, it's a, it's another way that I'm feeling like more like I'm becoming a feminist when I watch stuff like this. Yes, exactly. <sighs> it's just like, do we not see the problem right here in front of our face? But oh, yeah. we're still crucifying the woman in the situation. He took advantage of her. It's kind of like, like the what same did thing you where do? Like, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing where like um, your husband cheats on you. And or someone's husband cheats on them, and all the woman can think about is like, I'm gonna beat that bitch's ass. Uh, no, you should beat your husband's ass. Beat your husband. He's the one who is married to you and made vows to you. And this chick is just some random person who has probably been lied to. 
told that you're separated or that you're not together or that you're crazy. Like, hello, Jason Collier. <laughs> yeah, let's hold res- like responsibility where it belongs. It's I like, absolutely agree. Like, yes, the woman maybe knew that she was having an affair. Maybe not. These dudes lie all the time. And I'm not saying that women don't lie too. And there are bad women who just want to steal another man, a woman's man. But like, I would be willing to say eight and a half out of 10 times that woman had little to no idea what the hell was going on. Well, let's get this out of the way. You can't steal anyone's man. A man cannot be stolen. That's not a thing. Bingo. He can decide to have an affair and cheat on you. That's his decision. No one forced him. Agreed. So you you're know, right. Poor just... choice of words on my part. Well, no, no, no. I'm not even, I'm not saying that against you, but that's a thing that people say and it's just not true. Um, we all have free will. So I highly doubt she held a gun to his head unless she's like Jody area. She probably didn't hold a gun to his head and rape him. Yep. So yeah. So th- that's, that's another a whole podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should do that one for Patreon. So my favorite thing, my favorite little tidbit about Jodi Arias is that um, she snuck into Travis Alexander's house around Christmas once and was hiding behind his Christmas tree. He found her hiding. I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm not even fucking kidding. He found her hiding behind his Christmas tree. That's incredible. <laughs> What a psycho. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just like, trying to take picture my fat ass trying to hide behind a Christmas tree. <laughs> one of my favorite. That's like, I know that it's such an awful story and it's just devastating. I've watched almost everything and read almost everything about that trial. I am endlessly fascinated by the Jim yeah, Harris story. Really? Like, but that kind of gives you a little idea of how fucking psycho this bitch is that she broke into his house and hid behind his Christmas tree. Can you imagine just finding someone like that? No. Yeah. There's a really funny meme that I will post on our Instagram that is relative to that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't even know where that came from. Um, oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> so, oh, Monica really... Lewinsky, Britney Spears. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got to go on. backwards. Um. So, I have a note that says, "Why are old men asking teen Britney about her breasts on national television?" A oh, great question. A great fucking question. Why was this okay? Like this documentary, if nothing else shows us how far we have come in the past 20 years, the way that we see it is acceptable to treat young women. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were so many things in the documentary that I was shocked by and offended by. And that I would think, and I kept telling myself, this would never happen in 2021. This would never happen in 2021. Um, and this was one of them. Why? It wasn't anybody's fucking business if she got a boob job and hello, she became a star at 16. Don't you think her body could still be changing in the mm-hmm. next few years? Mm-hmm. It's why did she feel that she had to even answer these questions? It's I would literally like, I dare somebody to ask me that question now. Like if I could have the confidence that I have now mm. as a teen, Oh, like, yeah. I think my whole life would have been different. Oh, but, like, yeah. Could you imagine if the t- the roles were reversed and Britney Spears was doing the interview and she just started asking him about, like, his balls? Yeah, I heard your balls dropped. Like, How I heard your balls. Like, <laughs> did you get ball implants? I heard you got a penile enlargement. Did you have like, a small dick before? Excuse me? 
Like, to that a would teenager. Why? To a teenager. A teenager. Like, why is this okay? Why? Why are we talking about women's you know, bodies when I they're remember, not even grown women? Well, and I remember this being a big topic of did she get her boobs done or not? And I remember like just wondering and wanting to know. And it wasn't even weird that anyone was talking about it at that time. It was like, yeah, we want to know if you had a tent job. What? What? Why was it okay? I like insane. I'd be like, so what if I did? I would have, I mean, who gives a shit? At this point, at this point in my life, I would say it's none of your fucking business. Um, But I can understand being so young and being intimidated and feeling like you have to answer these questions. Like you have to be the nice girl. That's what Um, I do. That's like probably one of the only things that I like about some of the younger, like the Gen Z, like celebrities that are coming up, people like Zendaya. I don't particularly care for her like in general, but uh, she definitely stands up for herself and doesn't let that shit fly. Yeah. She's just like, why are you saying this to me? I am like 18. Like, are you kidding me? Like that, that's exactly what we should all be saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Something I thought was really interesting about the documentary is that they made it a point to show us that Britney was very involved in the creative decision making of her shows and her performances. I really enjoyed seeing that. They had a couple of backup dancers that came on and were like, "If, if you think that Britney like just was a puppet, you're wrong because she was very involved in creative decision making and coming up with ideas and all of her performances. I loved that because that just got me like, yes, Brittany, like she has her own mind. She has her own thoughts. She used to be able to like put them out there and people would listen to her. Exactly. Um, That was great to see. We see Justin and Brittany together. Absolutely iconic. We will never forget the all denim look that the two of them sported at the VMAs. As awful as it was, I'll never forget it. Can I just say um, something? Go for it. I did not think it was that awful. I oh, mean, no. Like, at the time or at even the now? T- well, no, but like at the time, like that was like an iconic look and it wasn't oh, yeah. awful. But like, though, I. I don't like the fact that her whole dress is denim, but the way that it was shaped on her. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so beautiful. Like, everything about it just looked good, like, except for the fact that it was patchwork denim. But there's something to be said about how she made this, like, (laughs) technically, like, stupid dress still look really pretty. She looks fantastic. Like, she looked gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I kept thinking they kept they showed some um, some footage of her performing. I think it was the VMA outdoor stage. Mm -hmm. And remember those like really, 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 really low rise pants that she wore? I kept watching it thinking, how are we not seeing her ass crack? Like, how is this? How How do do they they stay stay up? up? (laughs) Yes. I know because she was dancing and getting down to the ground and getting up and moving around. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm Did convinced they that they were super pants? glued to her body. That's like I am I convinced thinking. that they were glued. I don't know what they did, but it, it was actually really fascinating to me. Potentially stapled I, it directly to her skin. <laughs> like, they I don't know. It in. I don't understand. Like there's like, no way. There's, it defies the laws of like gravity. <laughs> 
I couldn't bend over to pick something up in regular low-rise jeans and not have my my whale tail hanging out. I don't Girl. understand how she danced in that. I, I don't know. It's amazing. It blows my mind. Um, so it was kind of sweet to see Justin and Brittany together. They had known each other since they were kids on the Mickey Mouse Club. She was like the number one pop star. He was in one of the biggest boy bands of all time. It was like total power couple. It was really fun to see them together. Definitely. Um, people are asking another crazy thing is she's doing press conferences and people are asking her about her virginity yeah what the The fact that this was ever something that was tolerated blows my mind yes and everybody talking to children about these things in the early the late 90s early 2000s Everyone was talking about virginity. Everyone was wearing purity rings. They're talking about virginity. They're talking about their faith. It's such a weird time in pop culture history when you look at it. And again, teenage Britney doing a a press conference, being asked by random fucking men about her virginity. Why? I dare somebody to ever ask my child that question. Like, unless you are their OBGYN. Or their regular doctor, <sighs> the amount of business that it is for you is none of it. Right. Yeah. You don't well, discuss people's salary. You don't discuss people's sexual life, especially when they're like religion, children. politics, yes, bar virginity. Rules. Bar rules. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, then we start to see like when Brittany and Justin break up, we're like, they're talking about Crimea River. All I can think about is like, Crimea River is a fantastic song. It is an incredible music video. Um, I remember seeing that also when it first came out. It is really fantastic marketing. And when you look at it from that point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember that there was that um, rumor that Britney cheated on Justin with Wade Robson, her choreographer and dancer. Do you, well, I, I guess there's no point of even asking if you think that happened because who fucking knows? Who knows? I thought that it was proven that it did. Oh, really? I feel like they I watched didn't... something that like they pretty much were like, yeah, that happened. But they didn't even bring it up in the documentary. They no, did not I, even they glossed right over that, and that was the first time I was like, mm. that's but a little biased. Regardless, yeah, I've... they crucified her. Oh, yeah. And made him like this like victim. And I'm just like, do but you see this was. asshole out here that literally just created an entire career over like just dumping garbage on his ex-girlfriend? And we're okay with this. Okay, but what's the difference between Taylor Swift? There's not. But everyone, she's America's sweetheart. I don't There's say a bit that of that's a right. Standard there. <laughs> did I say? Did I compare it to Taylor Swift though? No, no. I'm no. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying. Like he sat there and talked about their sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's look at Taylor Swift for a second. Yes, she writes songs about her ex boyfriends. However, here's the big difference. He straight up admitted that it was about her. Taylor Swift at least takes some measures to like. Never confirm or deny. Well, she did name a song, Dear John, about John Mayer. <laughs> but that's also 
Yes, I agree with you there. But also, <laughs> like, a Dear John letter is a breakup letter. Yeah. I, well, I don't... I think the song's... I, whatever, it is I know that she... John. Okay. Yeah, but I'm saying the, in, in general, for since the, like, 50s and beyond, when women would write their husbands... Oh, yeah. Dear yeah. John letters. So, I mean, like... Right. It's, it's a, a double entendre here. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying that she's any better. But... No. And she I, at least is not like straight up just going on like a press tour, basically, and saying like, "Yeah, you know, my ex boyfriend show- is a piece of shit." Here's why. Well, they show a clip of him like on a radio station, and they're like asking him if he fucked Britney Spears. Like, and he's like, "Okay, exactly. yeah, I get it." So here's the thing: Has anybody ever talked to Taylor Swift like that? She doesn't answer those questions. She literally well, doesn't. True. Yeah, that's she- true. So here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I watch all of this and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Justin Timberlake was being a dickhead. But let's keep in mind that I believe Britney Spears was his first love. If she did have an affair, he probably was very heartbroken. Sure. And he was, what, 22? How much immature shit did you do? surrounding relationships when you were 22 and if given a platform like he had and being asked questions in major public forums like he was you think you might have slipped and said something bitchy it's hard to say um i've always kind of been one of those people that like i really don't go out of my way to disparage somebody because I know what it's like to be on the receiving end of that from like a really young age. I like have a lot of trauma about that in my past. So it's hard for me to say that. Yeah, I probably would have because I think I would probably take more of a Taylor Swift route. Okay. Be like a little bit more coy. That's just me personally. For me in my early twenties, I was like major bitch and would have probably done the same thing. I probably would have put all his shit out there and like talked about it and written saw. I probably would have done the same thing because that's me. I take things to like a level 100. <laughs> Which is fine. Like to each their own. It just. Yeah. He was older than her. I don't think he was. How much older was a, than her is he? Like four was or five years. Just a, oh, I didn't realize that. I thought they were just about the same age. Is it really that big of an age difference? I'm Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I just think about myself in my early 20s. I'm like, yeah, I probably would have done the same. I probably would have done some crazy shit. Um, Doesn't make what he did right. But to kind of put it in perspective of age and the situation that they're in that is so outrageous that most people are never in, you kind of can understand it a little bit more. Um, They show the details. They're only a year apart. Okay. So, yeah. So For some reason, I thought that they had a... Maybe it was one of the other ones that had, like, a much older boyfriend. and so He might have even been younger. He might have been 20 or 18 or something when it happened. So, I, know, I mean... Either way, it's irrelevant. It's wrong. Yeah, <clears throat> it was definitely wrong. There was nothing right about yeah. it. Um, so, they show the Details magazine cover... And the quote on the cover says, can we ever forgive Justin Timberlake for all that sissy music? Hey, at least he got into Britney's pants. 
yikes, 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 yikes. It is. It's a yikes reaction. It's like, ooh. It just makes me feel icky. Like, it does. It's dirty. It's dirty. I don't like yeah, it. I don't like it either. Um, so November tw- 2003, ABC Primetime Thursday airs exclusive Britney interview. They bring up that Justin Timberlake was heartbroken by her. And their question to her is, what did you do? Yeah. What did you do to break this poor, innocent man's heart? Yeah, you can get fucked on that one. Like, <laughs> Why not ask her something like, what happened? You know, was there some... If you're going to ask someone's, like, private relationship information, try to be a little unbiased and be like, what happened? Did things just fall apart? Was there any infidelity on either side? Like, don't just ask her, what did you do? Yeah. So fucked up. It's it's disgusting. Um. Oh, my God. They play this clip. The governor of oh, Maryland. Oh, God. This was awful. Whoa. The governor of Maryland is recorded saying if she had an opportunity to shoot Britney Spears, she would. What the fuck? And in the same breath said because Britney Spears is not a good influence for children. I'm like... You just admitted that you would murder somebody if given the chance. Um. Yeah. So Diane Diane Sawyer is interviewing her, and she's um she's like making Britney cry. She's, she's really being trying awful to, to her. Yeah. And so she's like she plays the clip or tells her about the clip, and Britney's like, "That is so sad that she would say something like that." Like, wow. Her face the- just completely fell. What an awful thing to say about someone. She was literally speechless. Can you imagine? This woman is 22 and the governor of freaking Maryland wants to kill her. Well, something that I love that Brittany said is she was like, I'm not your child's babysitter. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's not her fucking responsibility to hold the world on her shoulders and make sure that she is at all times a good role model for mm-hmm. every person or every child on the planet. That's not her fucking responsibility. And if you're a parent who didn't want your kid to be influenced by Britney Spears, don't let them listen to Britney Spears, turn off the TV, mm-hmm. be a parent, but don't expect that pop culture is going to parent your child for you. Yep. Awful. Yep. yep. Awful. Um, uh, oh, Okay. So they show some footage of Brittany and Kevin. And I think it's like a mixture of the chaotic footage and then just like random footage of them out. Yeah. What did you think about this footage? Oof. Uh, it, it gave me some feelings. I don't even know. Like it just. You could like literally see her starting to spiral. And so it's like hard to watch. But like she seemed like a normal girl in her mid twenties, like attempting to have a semi-normal life and not knowing what the hell to do with herself. Well, I actually thought it was really cute. I did. I mean, yeah, it was like, uh, I think it's just because I know I'm, I'm too influenced because I know. And I hated Kevin Federline for the very first time that I saw him. Okay. So in watching that footage, I was like, wow, they seem totally in love. Like, he's this hot bad boy. She's on top of the world. I can see myself falling for someone like Kevin Federline because I did. Like, I've fallen for that, like, hot bad boy 
who is pretty much the opposite of me. And I get it. I understand why she would. Plus, like, she's traveling the world. He's a backup dancer. They're Mm -hmm. getting to know each other. It makes sense how it happened. Oh, it totally Um, tracks. Oh, yeah. So pictures of Britney are selling for over a million dollars each. She seemed to really like the paparazzi at first. She would smile, talk to them. She'd pose for pictures. Um, She announced pregnancy and her baby, and it was a mess. You see the front page of the New York Post where she started to fall while holding her son. Mm Mm-hmm. That is something that I never judged her for because who can't trip, especially when there's 50 people surrounding you, you, flashing cameras in your face and screaming at you, and you're just trying to walk and hold your baby. When they posted that picture, they made it look like she was such a, like, she couldn't even walk. Look at her dropping her baby. It's just such bullshit. It pissed me off. And I totally agree. It's like she literally had no room to even fall because there were so many people surrounding her. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. But like Um, none of them try to help her. When my kid was a baby, I had to pee so bad. She was laying on the bed. I had a pillow on one side of her and I was going to put the pillow on another side. She was only a couple months old or so. And I was going to throw a pillow on the other side of her, but I had to pee so bad. I was like, oh, my God, she's not going anywhere. It's going to take me 10 seconds to run down the hallway and pee. No, that bitch rolled right off the bed. And I just called my kid that bitch. She she rolled right off the bed. I hear her screaming in the 10 seconds it took me to run 50 feet down the hallway and pee and or 20 feet down the hallway and pee. I came back. I was crying. She was crying. I felt like the worst mother in the world. Does she have brain damage? Like parents are human beings and we make mistakes sometimes, although her tripping wasn't her mistake. And that doesn't mean you're a bad parent or you don't love your children. It makes you fucking human. Yep. But guess what? There wasn't a paparazzi surrounding me when my kid fell off the bed. Or I would have been crucified also. Of course. <sighs> Just drives me nuts. Um, you see photos of her with the baby on her lap. Um, she said she went to Starbucks. They were surrounding her with the baby banging on the windows and all that. So she just put the baby in her lap and left. Obviously not a safe thing to do. But I guess in a panicked state where you just want to get away, maybe you make a poor decision like that. I totally could see it happening. I mean, again, crucified. Um, so she files for divorce just a few weeks after having her second baby. She files for sole custody. Then Kevin files for full custody also the next day. And it is so heartbreaking to see her surrounded by dozens of people flashing their cameras in her face. They don't give her any room to move. And this is when you start to see like the real sadness setting in of, I can't be a normal person. Um, There's no normalcy in her life. She had no space. People were absolutely harassing people. And I just kept thinking, why isn't there or was, I think there are new paparazzi laws uh, Mm -hmm. that have come on because of the way Britney was was treated. Um, But there should have been a law against that. It's just awful to see someone so harassed. It's terrible. In 2007, this is when it all breaks down. She goes into like a barber shop or a hair salon 
She wants to shave her head. She's telling them, like, I don't want anyone touching me. I'm so tired of everyone touching me. And she shaves her head. Now, a lot of people think this was just like a total mental breakdown. I have always been convinced as having a little bit of an insider info from someone who knew the situation that she shaved her head because she was going to have to do a hair follicle drug test for custody of her children. And I I believe that that's why she shaved her head. Hmm. And that's something that I've been told from a reliable source on the inside. Um, But that is always what I have thought. And it does track. It makes sense for sure. It does track. I I will give you that. Yeah. Um, And this was, this happened because like she, Kevin wouldn't even, she wouldn't let her see the kids. He wouldn't even open the gate for her. And she was really upset and she went and did that. Um, They interview the paparazzi whose car she took an umbrella to. He says he would, she would say, leave me alone for the day, not leave me alone forever. And I just thought to myself, like, would it have even mattered if she did say, leave me alone forever? Probably not. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I'll never come take pictures of you again. 10-4. Got it. Roger that. Got it. Respect your choices, Brittany. I'll never take pictures of you again. No, they didn't fucking care because they were making tons of money off of selling pictures of her. Exactly. They don't give Um, a shit. Oh, no. October 2007, she loses physical custody of her children. Why? I st- why did she lose custody? It was because of because she shaved her head and took an umbrella to a car? Yeah. That doesn't make you an unfit mother. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> what? It they were like, a- I, there's no telling what the court... Now, maybe if they wanted her to do some drug that. tests or have an evaluation... Then she could lose, like, temporary physical custody or something. They could have done it that way. Well, remember, she also, like, held her kids hostage that one time. Yeah, she didn't want to give her kids up. Yeah. Which I can't say I wouldn't do the same, so. I mean, yeah. So Um, Sam Lutfi enters her life. He was, like, a paparazzi, right? And then he just, like, became her friend. I don't think he was a paparazzi. I think he just... Was like an opportunistic. I think he was like a manager of some sort. Who was he? He's a film producer. He, He's a film I producer. I think he actually was a paparazzi, though, before he um, really became close to her. Let me double check. It says he's a uh, film producer. Well, I'm sure he is now. But back in the day. I feel like he was a paparazzi. We'll have to look into that. Um, Oh, there was another guy that maybe was a paparazzi. She had a couple hangers on. Um, Let's see if I can get us. Oh, remember that Adnan guy? Adnan Ghalib? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, so... He comes into her life. Um, I my note says per- Perez Hilton is such trash. He I is hate him. Garbage. He I is a garbage fucking person. And him. And nobody cares that he's like this nice new version of himself now. Like fuck off, Perez Hilton. You're mm-hmm. a fucking garbage person. Um. Oh, they show footage on Family Feud. Name something Britney Spears has lost in the past year. And they have like seven options on there. Her mind is one of the answers. Her hair, other things. 
This is not fucking okay, you assholes. Who said this was okay? Um, oh, so this is people. one. So after, so Brittany refuses to hand her kids over to Kevin one night. She's put in an unvo- involuntary psych hold. Why? I don't understand that because it's like you can be because a she shaved mind. her head and took a umbrella to a car and was like acting super erratic. You can be of sound mind and say, I don't want to give my kids over. No, I agree. I want to keep my children. They're safer with me or they should be with me. That's it's crazy to have her in an involuntary psych hold. An involuntary psych hold is terrifying because you can't leave. That's why it says involuntary. The, the state, the hospital, they make your decisions for you. That is fucking terrifying. You have no control. You have no control. That's crazy. Um, So she's taken to the hospital for the second time in January 2008, which is a few months later for another mental health hold. Jamie applies for conservatorship at this point. And the lawyer who worked with Jamie Spears on the conservatorship says that the theme of conservatorships is to act in the conservatee's best interest because they're unable to manage their financial affairs and they're susceptible to fraud, like all of these types of things. Um, And so they filed a restraining order against Sam Lutfi saying he had taken control over her entire life. They accused him of taking control of her finances and said he was even drugging her. This was a huge story back in the day. Um, And so in February, 2008, the court grants temporary conservatorship. Now, in comes Adam Streisand. He's the lawyer focusing on conservatorships. So that's what he does. He meets with Brittany at the Beverly Hills Hotel. She understood that she couldn't fight the conservatorships. She specifically told him, like, she did not want her father to be her conservator. She wanted a professional, someone who's independent. Um, She didn't want him to be the conservatorship of her person who'd be making Uh, decisions of her medical care and things like that. And she didn't want him controlling her finances. So when Adam Streisand goes to court for her, the judge said he had a medical uh, report that Streisand hadn't seen and he was not going to show him. And he said the medical report said she was not capable of retaining her own legal counsel. So the judge would not allow him to represent her. And he appointed an attorney for her. Now, I mean, it's my understanding that the attorney should be able to see any of the documentation being presented as proof of, like, why she can't retain counsel or something. Isn't that true? Shouldn't he be, shouldn't that be part of, like, discovery or something, like, that anyone involved, the attorney should be able to see that documentation? Yes. Why was he not allowed? And what is he going to say? Judge, um, you're in the wrong. I want to see that documentation. Like, he could have probably said that, but he didn't. Like, what do you say to the judge? Are you going to be put in contempt of court? Like, yeah, that part didn't make any sense to me either. But I also don't claim to understand everything about the way this works. Um, But I don't know. But um, I mean, it's crazy. It's all insane. By the way, the paparazzo was Adnan Galib. Okay, yeah. So he's the one that was paparazzo, and he got close to her and then started dating her. Yes. And people were really concerned about that too. I thought that was interesting. They did not bring him up at all in this documentary, and that was a huge story. Also, they they s- skipped over a lot because Sam Lefty 
literally sued Britney Spears right. for paid fees. And Adnan came back and testified in that court case oh, wow. for her, which I, I did not that. know. And then she moved on to Jason Trawick, who was the garbage person. And they ended up making him a co-conservator because I think that he was in Jamie's pocket. Jason Trawick. I, he was like a hot me- guy. She was with him for like... She got. She's the one that they got engaged. Was he like some successful? Hold he was on. hot. I don't know. I don't remember what he was. Ew! He has long hair. Well, in the picture that I'm looking at, oh, he looks like talent agent. Super hot. He's a talent agent. Yeah, in the picture with the short hair. Yeah, he does look good. Um, but I remember yeah. hearing that like he may have been like hired by like hired Jamie by Spears her dad to like yes. fall in love with her and then i think that that he was like skimming off keeping tabs and and so advantage. they finally got um unengaged and then the, they took him off of the conservatorship but she was with him from 2009 to 2013 oh wow i didn't realize they were together that long yeah yeah how crazy but they um, never got married thankfully holy shit Oh my god. If that's true and he was a plant, can you imagine how betrayed you would feel after spending like four or five years with someone finding out that no. I mean it's like a she's all that situation. It's no, like, it's you like were just absolutely insane. <laughs> so the guy that she's with now is Sam Ashgari. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about him. <laughs> he did make a comment against Jamie. No, I mean like I think that he's a good guy, but like who knows? I feel like I'm Britney Spears. I'm like, I don't trust anybody anymore. <laughs> like, I know. She is trusting for someone who's been through so much. Because she just wants to be loved. Yeah. Like, this poor girl just wants to be normal. Oh, I can Have, like, a that. happy relationship. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, this. Yep. She's She can't trust anybody because everybody she ends up trusting betrays her. Yeah. Like, no yeah. wonder she's losing it. In October 2008, conservatorship is made permanent crazy it's like a punch to the gut yeah um so there in the britney for the record mtv documentary the topic of conservatorship comes in in the documentary and when she tells them what like she tells them what she feels and that no one is listening and she cries and it like breaks your heart Yeah, it really is upsetting. Um, Within a couple of months, the conservatorship, she has released a new album. She's guest starring on TV shows. She's touring again. And Felicia said that once the conservatorship started, her role changed. And instead of being Britney's like right-hand woman and her assistant and her best friend and traveling and doing all that, she's now giving backstage tours. And so... It's a slap in the face to Felicia. Oh, yeah. like, and she's like, I don't even work for her anymore. I work for a freaking staffing company. Like, are yeah. you serious? Yeah, she was working through like a staffing agency or something. It was crazy. Jamie did this. Um, and so let's see. So over the next few years, Brittany is super busy. She's winning tons of awards. She's still doing more TV. She's got her Las Vegas residency. In her Las Vegas residency, she's making over $310,000 per show. And that's almost a million dollars a week. And so Jamie Spears is approved by the court to receive 1.5% of revenues from performances and merchandise related to the residency. 
So what's 1.5% of a million? Uh, like, I don't know, 100,000? You're asking like the world's worst math person. I That's why I'm Googling it. I have no fucking idea. Let's see. Um, so that's $15,000 a week. And just by, just by being her conservator, that's a lot of fucking money. Like $60,000 a month. Wow. Um, so Jamie's, uh, okay. So he's got the 1.5%. I do have a note that Brittany seems like she's a really great mom. She really loves her kids. Like she she can tell that she's the little girl that dreamt of being a mom one day. And even though she was the number one pop star, she was on top of the world. Mm -hmm. All she wanted to do was be a mom. Um, so people start wondering if she's sending coded messages through her Instagram posts. And the Britney's Graham podcast comes to light where they're just kind of, they really start because they think her Instagram is fascinating. So they just start doing a podcast about her Instagram posts and then they start to get concerned. Um, I also wondered when did this baby voice start? Because for some reason I was thinking that this was always the way she talked, but then in seeing all the footage from the old Britney in the late nineties and early aughts, that's what it's called, right? The early aughts. Yes. (laughs) Um, She didn't have this baby voice. She had a normal voice. So like, when did this start? It must have been like. I think that's like really when she had her like psychotic break. I'm telling yeah, you. Like, I think you're right. Like, I think she got a complete mental breakdown. She's probably bipolar. And when you mm-hmm. when you have that level of bipolar, like it it almost comes out like you are um, suffering from like uh, schizophrenia or multiple personalities disorder, which are not the same thing. But right. uh, it, it like can really just shift so much of your personality because if you have somebody that's feeding into your delusions and not getting you the proper care there. I guarantee you. And I told you this before. I think that her dad is drugging her daily. I think that that's- he has her chemically, uh, suppressed or like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's got her in a, just in a sedated state where if she like, tries to do anything i I could guarantee you there's somebody that's just sitting there with like thorazine (laughs) into her neck like definitely a possibility yeah like there's something going on there yeah by the way it's twenty two thousand five hundred. huh 1.5 yeah that's what it says twenty two thousand five hundred. well mine said fifteen thousand whatever it's a lot of money every week i was just curious (laughs) (laughs) All right, so 2018, the co-conservator requested an increase in pay, and this is what the document says. The conservative's business activities have greatly accelerated due to her increased well-being and her capacity to be more engaged in furthering her career activities. The next several years promise to be very lucrative for the conservatorship estate, Due to the ever-increasing marketing and related business activities that are now pending or have been recently negotiated, this conservatorship should be viewed more as a hybrid business model. Yep. What the fuck? 
That's not the point of the conservatorship. And if her business activities have greatly accelerated due to her increased well-being and her capacity to be more engaged in furthering her career activities, isn't that reason that we should reconsider the conservatorship in the first place? Yep. <laughs> absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's like uh, unbelievable. I, I, I can't even believe that a judge looked at this paperwork and was like, yeah, let's reevaluate. You should get paid more. This is a business, by the way. What the fuck? I'm upset. It's basically implying that she is a product. Yeah. She's not like, a person. Oh, she's, she's doing well, so I want more of her money. Well, it's, she's it's, doing it's so well. It's literally like if you had a piece of software that was like vital for your company and they're like, well, this software is worth a lot more money now, so... It needs to be redefined. I'm like, she's a person. Mm-hmm. Did anybody ask her what she wanted to do? Well, and if she's doing so well, like you've so eloquently stated in your document, then maybe we should reconsider the whole thing. Right. Because the whole point of the conservatorship was, in theory, to help her get well. Yep. So okay. in October 2018, they announced the domina- domination residency uh, she's scheduled to do a performance and then an interview, and it was live streaming. So it was a big thing. So she gets up to the the floor rises out of the ground, like mm-hmm. we see a lot in pop stuff. She's walking down the stairs. She passes the performance area, the stage. She skips the interview, gets in a limo, and leaves. Like she just she appears. They're playing her. They're playing. Um, uh, see the sunlight, dancing. So whatever. She's, yeah, that's they're song. playing. Uh, 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 oh. Anyways, they're playing that song, and it's great, and it's big, and people are excited, and they're cheering for her. She comes up, she walks down, she walks directly to the limo and leaves. Um, no, she doesn't even announce the the residency. There's no performance. There's no interview. Nothing. Uh, so 11 weeks later, she cancels the residency. She cites her father's health issues. And then suddenly, the co-conservator, Andrew Wallet, which I think it's funny that his last name his is Wallet. His last name is Wallet, yeah. <laughs> he quits ask, after, like, this was after he had asked the courts for a raise. He randomly quits. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. I'd be so interested to hear why he quit. Um, Jamie. <laughs> well. So I'm Brittany sure Jamie like forced him out, or he was like, "Because this he is asked fucked for a up, raise? and I don't want to be like responsible." Or maybe because for... he asked for a raise. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's that, like, maybe you know that would have taken from Jamie. This. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so uh, Brittany disappears for a few months, then finally she posts on Instagram in April. She uses an emoticon, so like a colon and then a parentheses smiley face instead of an emoji and so britney's gram and everybody's like oh my god she always uses emojis what's going on i never would have thought twice about that um so news breaks that britney checked herself into a mental health facility the next day britney's gram gets a voicemail from an anonymous you know a alleged paralegal who used to work with britney's conservatorship so he says that britney was in the mental facility since mid-january and this is April that she posts. Um, so Brittany's former manager, Larry Rudolph, said that she 
checked herself in voluntarily and that the conservatorship has no legal standing to force it on her. That's not true from what I understand. From what I understand, the conservatorship has complete control over her um, her medical health and decisions. I agree. So wouldn't that include checking yourself into a mental health facility? I would assume so. Yeah. So the Free Britney movement is born from this. And KFED takes out a restraining order against Jamie because he allegedly had a physical altercation with one of their sons. That is crazy to me. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have seen some like TikTok videos of, I think it was, I think it's the older son, Sean Preston. Mm-hmm. And they like, he's on a live TikTok and people are like, oh, what do you think about your grandpa? Or is your grandpa really a dick? And he was like, yeah, he really is a dick. And I don't really see him anymore and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he, there are some videos where they're like, when are you going to see your mom again? He's like, oh, I think I'm going to see her tomorrow. Like, I love seeing my mom. And so that was really interesting. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know exactly how much time she spends with her kids. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like a weekend situation where they're going to school during the week with dad and then on the weekends or every other weekend or something, they see their mom. I don't think she's trying to put off seeing her kids. I'm just curious how much time she gets with her kids. I am. I I am curious about that. I'm, I'm wondering why there's so much stuff that is public with the court documents and stuff. I'm surprised that that's not. I I think KFED recently asked for more money in child support too. Probably. Which I can't imagine he needs more because can you believe the amount of money that Britney Spears has to pay in child support? No, it's insane. It's probably like $100,000 a month. Like, I'm pretty sure you're fucking okay, K-Fed. God. I hate him so Um, much. Well, and from inside information, I do believe that he's a good dad. Oh, I'm sure he is, but also fuck him in line. (laughs) He has thus far, like, pretty much keeping them out of the public eye. And they seem like great kids. And that's probably a lot due to his parenting because he's been the main parent in their life almost their entire life. So I can respect him for those reasons. Um, As of 2019, she was paying 20 grand a month. Oh, that's it? 20 grand a month for two boys? Teenagers. Yeah. $20,000 Uh, a month? Like, I know people that don't even get $20,000 a year in child support. No, I know. So, like, come on. I mean, but Britney Spears is so rich. I wouldn't have imagined less than 50. Rich has nothing to do with anything. It does, Basic human needs. No. No, it it does. They do not need 20 grand a month. Because like alimony, you're expected to provide, like, equal... So I think I believe that with child support, you're expected to provide an equally balanced lifestyle. So like, in other words, they shouldn't be coming to her mansion and spending the weekend with her and then going back to dad's apartment in Compton. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they want you to live in a no apartment in Compton. No, I know. But I'm (laughs) saying like in general, that's how they want it to happen. They want it to be like kind of balanced for the kids well-being. I actually am surprised that it's only twenty thousand a month because she has so much money. But that's a ton of money. I'm just saying she had to I, pay I, him a hundred and ten thousand dollars for their custody battle. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that's um, insane. 
So I do, the reason, another reason why I'm surprised is because I heard recently some other pop star is paying like $100,000 a month. Some other, no. maybe it's a rapper or someone. Um, but I think that's alimony. So that's a little bit different, but still. Um, so in 2019, in September, Jamie temporary, temporarily steps down and is replaced as conservative, um, and is replaced as conservator of Britney's person. So he is no longer conservator of her person making her medical decisions and things like that. But he remains in control of her finances. So that's kind of interesting. Well, now, as of last week, he is not the only one in charge of her finances. That's great. He they, shouldn't be. That I know. I'm saying that's a, that's a win for her because they took yeah. part of that away and they put it into a trust. So the trust is equally responsible and the trust is not biased. So, That's great. Like, I love hearing that. Because it makes me it never, so happy. I like cheered out loud. <laughs> like, for someone like Britney Spears with so much money and so much power and everything, mm-hmm. it never should have only been her father. There always should have been an outside third party. Maybe even like that Britney should have chosen them. Like Britney should choose her person and then her dad, if that's what the court wants and they should work together. It, it's kind of crazy. Um, so Brittany then is asking to be, her mom is asking to be part of the conservatorship. Now, Brian Spears gives an interview to the As Not Seen on TV podcast. Did you listen to this interview? No. I listened to a good amount of it, but I skipped through a lot of it because I just felt like he wasn't saying anything. That's what he I had heard. And so that's why I was like, whatever. It was a long interview and it felt pointless because it felt like, Almost every question he was asked, he was like, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Like he didn't tell anything yeah. really. So it was like a pointless. It was interview a non-interview. Yeah. yeah. Now the court documents state that Brittany is strongly opposed to James continuing as sole conservator of her state and that she strongly prefers to have a qualified corporate fiduciary appointed to serve in this role. Yep. That is absolutely, totally, completely understandable and reasonable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. She's not saying, she's not even saying like, I want to choose the person. I just don't want it to be my father. Yeah. She should be able to choose that, to select that. If they're saying that her mental health is improving and she's competent enough, then that's absolutely reasonable. Like the only way that that's unreasonable is if she was like, just completely deemed un, like able to function. But it's still not unreasonable in that sense because the court could po- appoint someone. Oh, absolutely. That agree. was just not her father. Like, she doesn't even have to choose them. Yeah, like literally like, anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A qualified person. You choose them. I just don't want it to be my dad. Um, in November, the judge ruled not to remove Jamie as financial conservator at that time. The court hearings remain ongoing. And then, so at the be at the kind of end of the documentary... They say that Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn, Brian Spe- and Brian Spears, also Andrew Wallet, Samuel D. In- Ingham III, which was one of the attorneys, mm-hmm. and Sam Lutfi denied the request to be interviewed for the documentary. Understandable. Yeah. I don't know if I would, if in a situation like this, I would be interviewed for a documentary either because... You don't know what there's going to be biases or what direction they're exactly. going in. You know, you just don't know. Um, they are not sure if Brittany received the request to be interviewed. Um, 
I'm sure whatever gatekeeper she has made sure she didn't. And so Brittany is refusing to work while her father is in control of her estate. Lynn goes to court too. She's paying for her conservative conservators and her conservators lawyers. It's a conflict of interest. Yep. It's, it is a crazy pants, but as we've heard, there is the new, the new thing that was happening, the new court date that just mm-hmm. happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So things are ongoing and we are hoping that things look up for Brittany. It's really heartbreaking to see her. She's basically a prisoner in her own life. Yep. It's, it's heartbreaking. I was just looking at some of her Instagram posts while we were talking and it's just like, she's just dancing in yeah, circles and circles and circles and like changing looks com- outfits like she she's just so trapped and it's like so obvious and it just it's she inhumane like it's, it's inhumane do you think um that like she is in control of her instagram do you think that someone is monitoring or what do you think i think she's quote unquote in control of her Instagram, but she's probably not allowed to post certain things. It probably has to go through like somebody else's approval before she posts. But how would they even make that happen? Because like I know that she has a conservator of her person, but I I'd imagine that's just like medical decisions, financial decisions, stuff like that. I can't imagine that that would include like, oh, I get to control your phone, your Instagram, your this, your that. I don't know. I don't know. I I definitely think that there needs to be some changes with the conservatorship laws. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely believe that whether you think someone is fit to make decisions or not, if they specifically tell you, I do not want this person in charge of my person and my financials, that if the, if the courts think that that person is not fit to choose their own counsel, that's fine. The court should appoint counsel for them that is separate from the person that they're saying, I don't want this person in control of my life. Agree. What's wrong with that? I mean, they do it all the time when people can't afford to retain their own counsel. They appoint counsel for them. Why can't they do it for someone who's like, I want a third party who's not involved to have my best interest in heart at heart. Exactly. That's what should happen. And there should be no such thing as a per- permanent conservatorship. This Agreed. is something that it should needs to be, be reevaluated. Yep. Like once a year. Yeah. E- even or one, by emergency hearing. Or whatever. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It should be a thing because just because you're incompetent, quote, at a certain point in your life does not mean you're going to still be considered incompetent 20 years later. Exactly. And you've lost your entire life. Like what? Do they have on her or anybody that's under like a permanent conservatorship? Like what has to be the qualification that grants that? Like, I'd be very interested to know, like, what's the evidence that says to the judge, like, oh yeah, this is going to be permanent. Because all I could think of is like somebody who ended up with like some kind of traumatic brain injury that they are not going to recover from. And maybe they have a ton of money and you don't want people to take right. advantage of they're, them. So you're they're impulsive. Or they... a financial conservator. Yes. But 
nothing that she has done other than having a breakdown. Who hasn't had a fucking breakdown, especially after a shitty relationship or something goes bad. We've all been through something like that, but we didn't have the world staring at us, judging us for it. And that's the problem. I don't know. I really hope that she can have some independence and live her life. And I really hope that there's some reform and some reconsideration on these laws and the way that things are done. That is my number one thing is like, if, if Britney, if this is happening to Britney Spears, imagine the people that don't have the mm-hmm. resources. This is to happening to other people. Fight this. Absolutely. If you don't have, if Britney Spears can't escape this with all of her power and her finance and everything, I can't imagine what else is going on to people that don't have those yeah, resources. For, for the average Joe, like that's just insane. I want, like, I hope that, you know, if nothing else comes out of this, that this will be reevaluated, that this will be, that people, people's voices will be screaming and heard Mm -hmm. that this is not right. It's not okay. We're all human beings and we should all have some kind of say in our lives. Absolutely. This is, this is absolutely like so beyond acceptable. Yeah. And it's not just about Brittany. It's about everyone. Exactly. It's about human rights. Yeah, absolutely. Like basic it is. human rights to have it is. a say in your own life. I totally agree. So did you have any differing opinions of the situation after you watched the show? No. In fact, I'm just more angry about it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, they did. I, I feel like this could have been like a two hour. This was about an hour and 15 minutes. And I feel like it could have been at least like an hour and 30, 45, two hours if mm-hmm. they had added in the Adnan Galib, the uh, different boyfriends. I, I think that that would have been really interesting to see her relationships along the years. I agree. I would like to um, see that happen. Even if it's a separate, a little bit separate more documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see think- that. I think a lot of things were cut down due to time, but this also was like, wasn't this like a 2020? And so, or something like that. No, it was New York York Times Times. Presents. So they do this like docu-series and this was one episode in the series. So, I don't know, it's interesting. So, but yeah, that is about it. We are going to put a bunch of screenshots and memes and all kinds of stuff on our social media and our Facebook page, Resting Bitch Pod. Um, we have some fun things coming up. We were going to make this episode our first Patreon episode, but we really wanted to kind of release it to everyone. But this is kind of the type of content that you can expect on our Patreon. You're going to get something cool and fun and interesting. One episode, a bonus episode per week, and it's going to be $4 a month. So just $1 an episode for something awesome like this. And we're also going to be recapping the Anna Nicole documentary i believe that is going to be our first patreon is that what we're going to do i i would like to and that one is a 2020 documentary so okay so i haven't seen that one yet but i am very familiar with anna nicole i used to love watching her show and seeing the whole downfall was devastating so i'm really interested in watching that one too it was very interesting to watch i learned a lot about her that i didn't know before Oh, good, because I feel like sometimes you watch the same documentary over and over again and you know all the info. Oh, yeah. No, so, I learned so much about like how she started out in her life and um, all the little decisions that she made that ended up making her who she, she is. So it was 
it very interesting to me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that then. That's really fun to know that there's extra info there. Um, I do want to shout out, we had an awesome review on our uh, Apple podcast page. So this was on Valentine's Day. This is the best Valentine's Day gift ever. It was and awesome. I don't really know like what the name is. So it's I-M-A-H-A-D-E-V-A-N. So I'm Aha Devit, maybe? God bless know. you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, title of the review says, So Moving But Fun. And then the review itself, it's a five-star review. It says, I laughed, I cried. You two are the best. Thank you. Um. You completely made our week. This is so special to us. (laughs) I'm not even being dramatic. You made our week. We're still smiling ear to ear about this. It's so special. We love getting reviews from people. If you leave us a positive review, we will talk about it on the show. And I believe, Melinda, do you have stickers? I do. I'm going to be making stickers. Okay. Especially for our Patreon members. Um. I haven't finalized the design yet, but by the time that we get our Patreon up and running, I will be sending those out, and I'm really awesome. excited about them. Yay! And then I'm eventually so down the line, we'll probably have some more merch. It'll I need be you to make me a me. mug. I'm I going to, to make, make you a mug. mug. I actually already have the mug. I just <gasps> need to make it. I'm obsessed with mugs. I'm going to make Ryan build me like a mug display. Because oh, I love fine. mugs so m- I know. Have you like you can do a wooden display with all the shelves? Yeah, that'll be fun. And then I have all of my cute little different mugs in there. I That's exciting. Them. I know. So we'll have merch one day. That's so fun to think about. Woohoo! Yay! So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out our Instagram, our Facebook page. Leave us a, a positive review on iTunes. If you leave a rude one, that's fine. Not everyone's going to like us, but we're not going to put any love into that. We're not going to put any attention into that. We're only going to. Exactly. Not everybody likes you, but not everybody matters. It doesn't matter. It's none of my business what you think about me. So, yeah. Exactly. Just like if I had a boob job, that wouldn't be your business either. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we love you, bitches. Free Britney. And we will talk to you later. And remember, resting bitch face keeps you pretty. Smile later, bitches. Bye. Bye.